so what takes place is Jesus has gathered. You may know this story. Jesus has gathered with his closest followers. They're going to have dinner together. And in John 14 through John 16, there's a personal conversation that Jesus has. If you, if you don't know that, in, in the book of John, chapters 14 through 16, are that personal conversation that Jesus is having with his 12 closest followers. And he says something that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Look what he says in John 16, verse 5. He says, I am going away to the one who sent me, but it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. So basically, Jesus is saying, it's to your advantage that I go away, because when I go away, the Holy Spirit is going to come, and he's going to be with you. And then Jesus continues in verse 12, There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you want to tell somebody more. Like like maybe it's a situation that you are privy to, that you, you know information about, but you just can't tell them yet because you know that it would just overwhelm them. You know that, that it would be just too much for them to handle, too much for them to bear at that time. Maybe you've been in a situation like that. That's where Jesus is at. Jesus knew that his followers, these guys, were not ready to hear, hear all that he wanted to share with them. He knew that they were struggling with the idea of him leaving. I mean, think about it. He has just been their leader and friend for three and a half years, and now he's talking about leaving them, not leading them, leaving them. Jesus had repeatedly told his followers that he was going to die and he was going to be raised from the dead, but they didn't get it. It's funny, they didn't get it until after it happened. And then it was like the light came on and, oh, wow, okay, he he talked about this. But but they weren't getting it at this point. They couldn't connect all the dots of, of what all of these Old Testament prophets and prophecies had said about how the Messiah would come, but that he would suffer and then he would die. And Jesus was saying, that's what's going to happen to me because I'm Messiah. I am the Messiah, the one you've been waiting for. And they weren't connecting the dots. See, Jesus knew that, that some things were just too much for them, that they couldn't handle it until the Holy Spirit came. Take a look. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will, what is that word? Guide you into all truth. He will guide you. Say that word with me again. Guide. Think about this for just a second. He's saying that the, the Holy Spirit will come and will be a guide. Guide, it suggests an idea. It, really, it's the idea of a process. I want you to get this down on your outline. What the Holy Spirit does in my life is all about process. And I'd love for you to use this outline as we walk through today. Just fill in the blanks because it will help you remember some of it. But it's all about process. I mean, a wise father that has... A five-year-old doesn't try to teach the five-year-old physics, right? I mean, you're going to teach your five-year-old the ABCs and 2 plus 2 is 4 and how to read and other basic things. And as your child grows, then you take him deeper. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. That's what the Holy Spirit does in us. The Holy Spirit guides us into what we need at the stage of life that we're in. Um, the, the subject, if you think about it, what he's trying to, really what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us about, 
The subject is so vast, it's, it's a never-ending process. The Apostle Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians 2, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. Look at this part. We have received God's Spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Have you ever been to a place where you've needed a tour guide? Just slip up a hand if you ever have. Have you ever been to a place? Yeah, I know, Shane, you were just at, what, Washington, D.C., and he was in where, where Vice President Pence was giving a speech and all this. I don't know if you saw Facebook yet. But we go to these places and we need a tour guide. Why do you need a tour guide when you go to these places? Well, it's kind of simple. It's because you've never been there. Right? I mean, a tour guide takes you around and explains these things and points out these things and describes these things. You need a tour guide because you don't know things. In fact, you need a tour guide because you will miss out on things that you don't know about. Several years ago, Tony and Adriana, blessed Didi and I, treated us to a Segway tour of downtown San Diego. You guys remember that several years ago? Uh, there we are, all four of us on a Segway. In fact, the funniest part of the whole thing, it, it was a blast, but the funniest part of the whole thing is what happened when Didi and Adriana were learning how to use a Segway. So, so take a look at the video that I shot that day. You, you have to learn the Segway before you can go out on the tour, obviously, right? So she didn't do too bad there, but watch this. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, see that? that? That's a little bit of a balance issue. <laughs> Tony laughed at it too, didn't he? <laughs> Adriana's going through it, and then Didi finally gets the hang of it. Slowly. thought she was going to hit the wall there, but she didn't. All right, there we go. So in this, in this tour, there was actually a tour guide, and um, he took us all over downtown. We went, like, to Petco Park. Um, we went down by the, the Seaport Village area, went down to the, you know, the statue where the, guy, the, the sailor's kissing the girl, the statue down there. We went all over the place. And, and the cool thing is the tour guide was telling us things about San Diego. We, we had already lived here for quite a while, and, and he was telling me things. It's like, wow, I've never heard that before. I did not know that. Like, I don't know if it's developed now, but there, was, there used to be a, the old San Diego jail down in that area, and um, the, he, he, he was telling us as we came by, he said, one of the things that's the legend about this jail is that it's haunted, and that that's why all these contractors have been avoiding building anything here, because it's haunted, and I'm like, really? Yeah, that was kind of cool, right, you know, so there were certain things, and I still remember, and this was, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, I mean, it was a long time ago that we did this, um, but I still remember these things that this tour guide Mention another time, Dee and I had the opportunity. Shannon treated us. We went on a um, uh, I don't even know what it was called, but it's it's the the boat that takes you down the coast, and we took the southern end. So it's it's like a tour of 
um, just the shoreline, basically, and it goes past 32nd Street, it goes on down, and, and so you spend a couple hours on this boat just, you know, touring this area. And they were telling us stuff, again, we had lived here, and yet I didn't know, I'd never heard before. A tour guide has the ability to tell you things that you don't know. And the, and the interesting thing is you'll miss out if you don't know these things. So it's fortunate that the tour guide mentions these things and tells you and explains these things to you. The Holy Spirit, this is what I want you to get, the Holy Spirit is like a tour guide. I mean, he will guide you through not only the truth of the Bible and spiritual truths, but the Holy Spirit will guide you through the truth about life and about relationships, those kinds of things that we, we don't know without somebody telling us. We don't know, and we, we're going to miss out because we don't know these things. And the Holy Spirit comes into our life and begins to tell us and show us these things. Your level of understanding, when the Holy Spirit is working your life, your level of understanding will grow as you go with him. The work of the Holy Spirit is this, is this gradual unfolding of truth. It's not going to be one huge download where, you know, you have some crash course of six weeks and the Holy Spirit's going to give you everything you need to know for the rest of your life. To be honest, I'm glad he doesn't do it that way because we couldn't handle it. I mean, if we knew, honestly, if we knew what was going to take place in our life 10 years from now, it might scare most of us. We, we might say, you know what, I don't want that. Because that's going to take me in a place that, that I'm unsure of, I'm insecure about, I'm afraid of. And so the Holy Spirit takes us day by day. He guides us day by day. It's a gradual unfolding as you move through life. You're developing your understanding, and these things begin to make sense. And so I want you to ask yourself a question. What are the things that the Holy Spirit is doing in your life right now? I mean, what... What things in this season of your life, whatever you're facing in the, right now in your life, whatever situation you're facing right now in your life, what is the Holy Spirit trying to do? What is the, how is the Holy Spirit trying to guide you? Maybe you're, you're struggling to know that the Holy Spirit is actually doing something. Maybe it doesn't feel like God is doing anything in this season or in this situation. And so you're just flat out looking to see if he's actually doing something says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all what? Truth. Truth. John 14, Jesus says this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all what? Truth. So you see these, this repeat that Jesus did in John 14 and John 16. Look at it. He says the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. And he says the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. I am so thankful that the Holy Spirit comes into my life and he is all about truth. I want you to get that down in your outline. The Holy Spirit is all about truth. The Apostle John writes this, you have received the Holy Spirit. The Spirit teaches you everything you need to know and what he teaches is true. So, so Jesus even affirms this in his prayer. He's praying to God in John 17. And look at what he says. Jesus says to God, teach them your word, which is what? Truth. What's interesting is many Jesus followers, they are waiting for the Holy Spirit to speak to them. 
either verbally or in a vision or, um, you know, in some special way. They, they read a, a, a Christian book. They watch a Christian TV show or a podcast. They, they're waiting. Holy Spirit, just speak to me. They're waiting. Their desire is admirable, but they neglect the source that the Holy Spirit uses most. You know what the source is? The Bible. The Holy Spirit will speak to you more than any other way he will speak to you through the Bible. Friends, if you are not reading and studying the Bible, you are missing out on the number one source that the Holy Spirit will use, the number one source for hearing God. The the Holy Spirit guides me through the Bible. And I I think it's amazing. The Holy Spirit often opens my mind to certain principles or talks to me about how I'm supposed to apply these things to my life Look at what Jesus says. He continues. He says in verse 13, Jesus says, He, the Holy Spirit, will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. So so Jesus is emphasizing that the Holy Spirit will teach, will re-emphasize what Jesus has already taught. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Verse 26 of John 14, the Holy Spirit will teach you, Jesus says, everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. So so the Holy Spirit is reminding us and teaching us what Jesus has already said. So what I want you to get is there's a combination, a connection between the Holy Spirit and Scripture, and they work together. The Holy Spirit will never reveal anything to anyone that is contrary to Scripture. The Holy Spirit is never going to give you some isolated truth. The, The Holy Spirit will share an integrated truth. It will always be in line with what God has already said. And so what he does is he works through the Bible. He centers everything on the Bible. We can approach the Bible knowing that, you know, as we read the Bible, as we study the Bible, the Holy Spirit will help us to understand and and embrace it and, and comprehend and apply its truths. And so what I want you to ask yourself today is what truth do you need to know? What, what is the truth that you need to know in your life? I mean, is it, is it something about someone? Is it about some situation Maybe you need to know more about Jesus. What truth do you need to know? I believe that the Holy Spirit can give you that truth, can share with you that truth. Look how Jesus continues talking about the Holy Spirit. He says that the Holy Spirit will tell you about what? The future. Wow. Now, I don't know about you, but this was one that, I, that it grabbed my attention Because what I'm realizing is that what the Holy Spirit does in my life is all about the next step. I want you to get that down. It's all about the next step. And I know that some of us in this room, we are asking God to show us, hey, what is next for me? What is next for me in a relationship? What is next for me at my job? What is next for me in my future? What is next for me in in school or at work or whatever? What is next for me? And I believe that the Holy Spirit will continually open your eyes to where God is wanting to take you, where you're going, making us aware of what lies ahead, what needs to change. And if you don't know, change always accompanies the next step. I mean, anytime you're taking a next step in life, in any arena of your life, it's always going to bring change with it. And so the Holy Spirit knows that, and he knows how to make us aware of that. Maybe you don't know what the next step is that you need to take. Maybe that's, maybe that's the question that you need to ask, is that the Holy Spirit would show you the what and the where and the when and the how. What is the next step? What is your future? 
with the Holy Spirit. Maybe, maybe you, you know what you need to do, but you're afraid, and maybe you, you feel under-resourced or out of power. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you to move forward. What is the next step that you need to take? He tells us another thing about the Holy Spirit. Jesus says that the Holy Spirit will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. So I want you to get this. The Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does in my life is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Holy Spirit doesn't call attention to himself. He calls attention to Jesus. Um, The Holy Spirit does not cause us to focus on anything but Jesus. You say, well, that's not what I've always seen in churches with people who talk about what the Holy Spirit is doing. Maybe you've seen some weird things like I have seen weird things in churches among people. Sometimes you come across people who say, well, the Holy Spirit is doing this, and you, and you watch their life, and you think, wow, that person is weird. Okay? Anybody ever face that before? I, maybe I'm the only one. But it's, you know, it's like, no, the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is not looking to attract um, uh, attention to himself or to attract attention to somebody. He's pointing to Jesus all the time. The Holy Spirit makes Jesus real to us. I think that's an awesome thing, that he reveals everything about Christ. Everything about Jesus' character, his ministry, his love, his power. He opens our eyes. And And here's the kicker. He opens our eyes to how we need to become more like him. I mean, I've talked about this a lot, but how I, when I read about Jesus in Scripture and I begin to think about all the things that he does and how he reacts to people and how he responds to people, and I see myself falling way short of who he is, and I realize that I've got to change. Maybe you've experienced that too. There's, there's actually a redundancy built into all of this, and if you haven't caught it yet, let me, let me bring it out because this is kind of interesting. Catch this. The Holy Spirit guides us into the truth of the Bible. And the Holy Spirit points to Jesus, which is basically the same thing because the Bible points to Jesus. There's a redundancy here. I mean, if you know the story in Luke 24, there's these two disciples. Jesus um, has died on the cross. They buried him in a tomb, and it's done. He's dead they, you know, the, the, the disciples, the, the followers now have kind of disbanded, and they don't really know what to do at this point. And there's these two disciples, and they hear about the women who had went to the tomb to bring spices and stuff for his body. And they, they said that these ladies found the tomb that was empty, that, you know, the, the stone had been rolled away, and it was empty. And, and they're saying that Jesus is alive, that the angel told them that Jesus. And they, they don't know what to do with all this. And so these two disciples, they decide, you know what, we're, we're going home. We're not going to stay in Jerusalem. And so they head off to a village called Emmaus. And as they were talking, as they're walking and talking, it's about a seven-mile journey, as they're talking about what has happened, about all that's happened to Jesus and how he was crucified and buried and he's dead and now what we're going to do and all this, take a look at what happens in Luke 24. As they talked and walked, Jesus suddenly came and began walking with them. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? And then one of them replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened there the last few days. I mean, I've said this before. They're kind of saying, what is wrong with you? What, have you lived in a cave the last couple of days? In which Jesus could say, 
Well, yeah, I did actually. But anyway, right? So what, you're, you must be the only person who doesn't know what took place. And Jesus says to them, what things? Well, the things that happened to Jesus. Obviously, they didn't recognize him. The man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did powerful miracles. And he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our priests and religious leaders, they handed him over to be condemned to death. And they crucified him. We had hoped... He was the Messiah. We put all our hope in him. We'd hoped he was the Messiah who come to rescue Israel. This all happened three days ago. Basically, it's like it's said and done now. He, he was buried in a tomb, and it's done. He's dead. And look at what Jesus says to them in verse 25. Don't miss this. Jesus says, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the, what? Scriptures. And then it says, Jesus took them through the writings of Moses, which would represent the law, and all the prophets, the law and the prophets, so all the Old Testament, explaining from all the scripture, the things concerning himself. Wow. Friends, don't miss this. The whole, we already know the New Testament points to Jesus, but this, this we're talking now about the Old Testament, about the, the, the books of Moses and the prophets, the, 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 the Jewish Bible, if you would. He's saying all the Bible points to Jesus. Maybe you need the Holy Spirit to show you who Jesus is. Maybe you're in this room today and you say, you know, I don't really have a clear image, a clear view of who Jesus is. And I need the Holy Spirit to do that in my life. Hmm. I want to wrap off, but there's just one other thing that I think is important for us to catch. Let's look at the whole passage together now, okay? But this time, as we read it again, I want you to do me a favor. Hopefully you got your outline right in front of you. I want you to circle the word you every time we come to it. In fact, every time we come to it, I want you to give it emphasis with me because we're going to read it together, okay? So I want you to emphasize it and I want you to circle it every time in this passage. Take a look. Here we go. Ready? Jesus says, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. Here's the last one. I want you to get this down. What the Holy Spirit does in my life is all about being personal with me and with you. Don't miss this. Jesus isn't sending the Holy Spirit to the general population. Jesus is sending the Holy Spirit to followers. It's important. Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus in this room, Jesus is sending the Holy Spirit to you. If you are a follower of Jesus, I think he wants you to know that. You need to experience the Holy Spirit. In fact, this is a, this is a big thought. The Holy Spirit tailors what he does to your life. Not in your life, to your life. The Holy Spirit is doing things in our world. 
And he tailors that, he connects that to your life if you allow him to. If you embrace and open up to the Holy Spirit, he will make it personal. Just like Jesus says, it's all about you. He's wanting to be personal with you. The Holy Spirit guides you into all truth when you need to know it. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. He knows what you're feeling right now. He knows what you need in your unique set of circumstances. He knows your struggles, your fears, your hang-ups. He knows you. And he will tailor what he is doing to your life. Would you bow your heads with me today?